Welcome to the Tea on Weddings, where we spill all the tea on weddings and wedding planning. Today, we're going to talk about picking your ceremony music. Don't forget to subscribe and follow so you don't miss an episode. Um, I am Emily Vasquez, host of the Tea on Weddings and owner of Mark and Emily Photography. You can follow us on Insta, Facebook, TikTok at Mark and Emily Photography. Now, before we get started, I need to introduce our guest. She is actually the very first guest here on the Tea on Weddings, and she is also my sister, um, but she is more than qualified to talk about picking your ceremony music. She is an adjunct professor of music at Dallas Baptist University and Tarrant County College. She has a Bachelor of Music in Music Theory and Composition and a Master of Music in Composition. She is an accomplished harpist and has played harp for approximately 20 years. She's also a pianist and vocalist. She has played harp in several weddings and arranged music pieces to be played at weddings as well. So everyone, welcome Anna Catherine Mitchell. Um, So I hope I said all that right. Yeah. (laughs) And then, so your website is not created yet but will be in the works soon. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> and then, so for now, if anyone is interested in reaching her for her services to either play or arrange music, how can people reach you? Sure. Um, so you can find me at info at Um. So just send me an email. Um, so that's just info, obviously, at A-N-N-A-K-A-T-H-R-Y-N music.com. And you can see that also below in the comments. Yeah, in the description, I'm going to put that. Um, okay, so we're going to start. We're going to talk about picking your ceremony music. So to start with, we're going to talk about live music and li- like so musicians versus having a DJ or a playlist. So um, those that's the biggest decision, I feel like, when you're picking your ceremony music first, before you can even pick the songs, I feel like, or I guess you can pick the songs first, but you really have to know how the music is going to be played. <laughs> so let's talk about pros and cons. So um, for me, I feel like the one of the big pro and con is the cost, right? Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, musicians are going to cost more, right? Is that right? Absolutely. It would cost a lot more for musicians. (laughs) More than a DJ. Like professional DJs can cost a lot too, right? They can cost a lot of money, but um, definitely more uh, than, uh, I guess, live musicians for sure. Because you're paying for the experience and for, um, yeah, I mean, the live part of it, Mm -hmm. the fact that it's in person, I mean, versus virtual, which is what we've been doing since COVID, which is not as good um, as as live musicians. Right. Um, Okay. So a pro for a DJ or playlist is going to be, they're going to be a lot cheaper cheaper, um, typically. Um, But I will say for my wedding, I was able to, I knew several musicians, so I was able, I paid the pianist who was some, I don't know, just some professional pianist, which was very inexpensive actually, because I got married at our church. So the pianist, I think just came with. Yeah, it was part of the cost. You could, I remember you could purchase the venue or in terms of the uh, chapel area, Mm -hmm. um, just the venue itself or um, the sanctuary, or you could have added the piano on yeah. top of that. And so, so it came I with the added the different... piano. So I had yeah. a pianist and then I, we had a friend who played guitar and sang. So we asked him to play guitar and he played guitar. And then I had a friend that I grew up with who played the violin. So I asked mm-hmm. her to play. And so for us, 
we had live music, but it was not super extensive because we did not have a band or anything. Um, but I know that that can get tricky when you just have random people thrown together because they don't necessarily mm-hmm. have time to practice or anything. And you also have to have them use sheet music for each of those parts, which again, Anna was yeah. able to arrange music for each of the parts of, you know, the songs I chose. So she arranged the music for me and I was able to give each of those musicians a copy, but that can be tricky if you're just throwing musicians together. So if you're doing the traditional route of having like a band play, um, it's typically going to be more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. Another, another thing is, so I guess that would be a, a con is sheet music. If you have to provide the sheet music, but typically a yeah. band would, they would uh, yeah, find if it's a, that, right? If it's a wedding band and by wedding band, I'm thinking, you know, a, you know, a drummer, maybe a, a singer, a guitarist, um, maybe some other instruments as well. But in terms of like a wedding band, like that's their profession and that's what they do. They'll have usually a selection of music that they can give to you and say, hey, this is what we typically do. They'll meet with you and ask you what genres you're interested in, what specific songs that you want to play, because especially at the ceremony, um, you have to do more of a song selection. It's not just a genre versus um, the reception, which we'll talk about later. Um, But for the uh, ceremony, you'll have to pick your songs, but they'll, they'll have a lot of songs that they can give you and say, Hey, these are some that other weddings have done. Um, and so you probably wouldn't have to buy the music for the, like a, a wedding band. Um, but usually people don't necessarily, uh, I guess, reserve a wedding band for their ceremony. It'd be probably more common to pick, you know, a smaller ensemble, uh, maybe just a pianist, um, would be one you could do, um, like, uh, Emily did, you could do a pianist and a violinist. Mm-hmm, um, you could do a pianist and a flutist or as they call it a flautist, um, mm-hmm. technically, um, and basically kind of mix and match different instruments that you like, or if you know certain people in your family or people that, you know, can uh, do it for a cheaper cost, you can mm-hmm. do that. On a budget. Oh yeah. On a budget for sure. Um, you could do guitar and piano, guitar, piano, and voice is probably a very popular and common combination. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was yeah. one question I did have that you kind of answered, um, just be- for people that want live music, but they don't necessarily have the, uh, you know, money to get a whole ensemble or to get several musicians. So are there certain instruments that can stand alone and still be really pretty and, you know, be fine with just that one musician doing the music at a ceremony. Yeah, absolutely. So there's uh, pretty much two primary instruments that basically can do everything. Mm -hmm. And that would be the piano, obviously, would be the first one because it has all the notes, obviously, and it's common. Everybody's used to it. It's a beautiful instrument. Um, The piano could play your ceremony and your reception. It could play pretty much everything, but specifically the ceremony. Same thing for harp. A lot of people don't know this, but harp and piano, um, they're both very, very similar instruments. In fact, the uh, piano inside the instrument has strings, right? Mm -hmm. And so how the piano is played is it's basically like a drum hitting the strings versus a harp, you pluck the strings. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think harp is probably a a more beautiful um, 
kind of delicate uh, wedding type of instrument. And I'm not just saying that because I play the harp. Um, but, um, you know, you think of elegance and you think of classy, you know, harp, you know, kind of sticks out in my mind for that. Um, and then technically you could play organ, um, but I can't think of anyone that I know that's ever had an organ play uh, or played at their wedding. Um, but maybe if you will like the very traditional route, you could do that as well. But probably um, those two instruments, harp or piano would be the best for just standalone in terms of if in terms of budget and um, having the best um, musical experience. And so I know we mentioned organ too. We yeah. were talking about this a little bit before we did this. And so you said organ could as well, yeah. theoretically, yeah. if people wanted that. But most people aren't going to want <laughs> yeah, that. Most yeah, most people don't want the organ. Um, it's pretty outdated, I feel like. But I mean, I, know, I guess it people... depends on the music. I mean, you'd have to listen to it and see if it's something you really like and yeah, want to use. Yeah, it's different an outdated sound, yes. I would say, typically. But some people like that. So, you know, um, that could work too. Uh, also, um, thinking about, I just like lost my train of thought. Uh, I think I was going to, wanted to go back to, okay, so pros and cons. Oh, okay. So if you're doing like a playlist, mm-hmm. one con of that, even though that's probably, that's going to be the cheapest option, honestly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Playlist is probably going to be your most affordable option. Um, but the ending ending songs like, oh yeah and right? we That's had talked about yeah we had talked about sheet music as well so to kind of go back and answer your earlier question in terms of musicians sometimes you'll have to purchase the music for the musicians if it's a song that they don't already have or if you're combining you know a few you know, musical instruments that mm-hmm. aren't typically combined together and maybe they don't usually play together, mm-hmm. um, but you're combining them. But to be honest, like sheet music does not cost very much. It's very inexpensive. Oh, okay. um, the problem's not going to ever be the sheet music itself. Um, and you can do that. Um, sometimes that's included in the cost um, when people tell you, okay, this is how much I charge. Mm-hmm. They'll actually say, if you require me to purchase music, this, you know, they'll have some extra fee for that. And right. it's usually not very much extra extra. Um, but the tricky part is the endings that, well, really the beginnings and the endings in terms of, you know, the timing of how long does it walk, take to walk down the aisle? You know, how many people do you have in your wedding party? Um, and those types of things, because typical songs are not going to perfectly match your ceremony. And so if you have a playlist or like a recorded um, kind of list of songs for each part of your ceremony, um, it's going to be more difficult to transition. Um, And also, even though a DJ, a DJ would probably be better for this than just having a list of recordings and having a sound guy put it together. A DJ can do transition, especially if they bring their, you know, equipment and they, they can smoothly transition songs. Right. But, but some just like a random sound guy at a church right. or at a venue, like they're just going to look at your songs and just going to start them and yeah. play them and <laughs> start, start, and start and stop. And, and that's that not, yeah, nice. that's, that's not going to sound nice. It's going to sound cheap. It's, yeah. it's, it won't ruin your wedding, but it's, it's not recommended at all. Yeah. Because it doesn't take the whole song for people to walk down the aisle. I mean, maybe if right. you play the whole thing, which we'll talk about this a little it, bit, but I mean, I would say anywhere but. from 30 seconds to a minute. I mean, it's really fast. And some I've been to, you know, I'm a wedding photographer. I've been to some weddings where the aisle's really short. Like, oh, yeah. It's like 10 seconds in the mm-hmm. bride's Yeah, your aisle. your aisle was really long. Yeah. And so it was really so, nice we had a little bit more music. And even then, it yeah. was only like 30 to 60 seconds. Yeah, so starting and stopping a song that's on a playlist mm-hmm. is just not going to 
So yeah. Gonna, and now if like, one thing you can do is say you don't even, you don't have the money for even a DJ because you want right. to save the money for your DJ for your reception. Um, you can, you could, you know, find somebody, you know, or you could do it yourself. If you're really tech savvy, you could kind of take those songs that you really want mm -hmm. and mesh them together. Kind of, um, if you know, a sound designer, you know, you can do that kind of pre-recorded oh. um, so that you don't have to have a DJ to switch between so them. So it's already like, so it's already, yeah, so the it has a flow. The problem with that though would be mm -hmm. like, what if something happens or someone like, right. you That's know, and the, the timing gets mm -hmm. off in the middle of the ceremony right. for whatever reason or the, you know, what if the sound doesn't, what if the sound doesn't work? Right. What if the electricity yeah. goes off? I oh. mean, there are <laughs> all kinds of that. things that could go wrong yeah. and you shouldn't be paranoid, but you should think in advance and kind of have right. a plan. And the thing about live music and musicians is, I mean, as long as they have light, right, and they can see their music, mm -hmm. um, there shouldn't ever be a problem. Um, mm -hmm. Well, actually, that's true. like if a stereo or a speaker goes right. out, like you're not going to have that problem. And I feel like that's way more important. Mm -hmm at the ceremony than at the it reception. is at the reception. Yeah, yeah. The ceremony, if, if something happens to a speaker in the middle of your ceremony, if you have a DJ, like that is like, that could be a problem. A yeah. live music, even if it's hooked up to a speakers, mm -hmm. if the you speakers can still go hear out, it. you mm -hmm. know, you can still hear it. It's not the hugest. Problem. Yeah, absolutely. On. The only thing that I can think of that might be a problem with, with live musicians is that a lot of them are, are now using their iPads to play from. Okay. Um, and so that's actually something I haven't thought about before till really just now. Um, you might actually want to ask your musicians and say, Hey, do you play from, from an, like a device or do you play from live sheet music? And I bet if you made a request, they would honor that request. Um, so that's up to you. Um, some people, it may make no difference and not matter to you because likely nothing's going to happen. But for me, I would probably want to make sure that everything is kind of, you know, every event is taken care of in terms of what could happen. Um, and so I would probably ask my musicians to play from sheet music um, just so that you know that everything's good. Um, but the thing about live musicians is even if, they, say, the lights go out and you're in a dark venue or a dark chapel or something like that and you having you have candles musicians usually are competent enough to even in the worst case scenario they can play something mm -hmm. and they will make it make it up something will happen something will be played and it will be good mm -hmm. even if it's not what you originally planned for um, whereas if you do a dj or you do a recorded you know recorded music um that may not be the case uh, so my for me i would at least do one um, live music. So either the reception or the ceremony. Mm -hmm. um, even if you can't, if you, you have a, you know, a low budget, I would choose, you know, maybe which is the most important to you to have live music. Is it the ceremony or is your focus, you know, primarily on the actual marriage vows and the, you know, all of that, go all that goes into that and that bond, you know, with your family and um, professing your love to your husband, or is it, um, you know, the live, the lively party and having a really good time and making sure that your guests are like having the best time ever. And it's, you know, you know, goes into the night, like, which is more important to you having an absolutely fantastic live music at your ceremony or live music at your um, reception. Um, the other thing to think about is mood and kind of vibe. Um, typically ceremonies are kind of a little bit more classical, mm -hmm. a little bit more lyrical, slower, kind of more, you want that to be romantic. even if, yeah, romantic. Yeah. Even if you're a very peppy person or you're, you know, 
uh, maybe you're very country or whatever genre of music you typically like or dance to, um, typically ceremonies, no matter what your personality are or is, I should say, um, is still going to kind of have more of that romantic vibe. Now you can make it personal and you can change it up. And if you don't like, you know what we say, go for whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But, um, but, but it might be because of that, um, it maybe you want to use the classical instruments live at your ceremony. And then you want to use a DJ to play all the popular songs, like the country music songs, you know, the pop songs, the what, rap, whatever, mm -hmm. um, at your um, reception. Or maybe you really, you know, if you're into country music, square dancing, or, you know, any other kind of thing, maybe you want the live band at right, the reception. Yeah. And then maybe you just make sure you have good recordings. I mean, and the, if you have the budget yeah, for it, you can do ceremony. live music at both. For both. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I think personally, mm -hmm. I favor, and we're going to talk about live music at a reception. You know, we're going to talk about reception music. So we're going to talk yeah. about all this in another um, episode we're trying to stick more ceremony now, but I will say like, I typically overall prefer, I think live music, mm -hmm. um, especially at the ceremony. I mean, yeah. I, I really love live music. I mean, I think I honestly, my preference would be live music. I think musicians, it's just something so just classic, yeah. classy. And for me, ceremonies are supposed to be classy. You know, you can get real raunchy and do whatever you want mm -hmm. in a reception. But I I just, I think musician, it's just something so classy about it. So, but I will say a con to having live musicians, mm -hmm. some wedding venues, some of these chapels I've seen, these little like ceremony chapels mm -hmm. don't have a lot of space up oh, front. Yeah, that's true. And so... I, I, I could see how it might be difficult to have like an mm -hmm. ensemble or like a, a couple, yeah. even just a couple of different musicians up front. And sometimes there's not even much room in the back mm -hmm. of these little chapels. So I say that could be mm -hmm. a con is just space. That's true. Well, um, that's, and that's something you can think about, you know, while you're choosing your venue mm -hmm. or your chapel or your church or whatever you're using. Um, and that's also something you can think of if you chose that first, you can think of, okay, well maybe that should inform how many musicians I choose to pick. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, talking about kind of ensembles, uh, probably the most common in terms of ceremony, um, other than just maybe a piano and another instrument, um, would be a string quartet um, okay. is very common. So that would include, you know, uh, basically two violins, a um, a viola and a cello. Sometimes that might include a violin, a viola, a cello and a bass, mm -hmm. um, or something like that. Maybe sometimes you have a quintet and you have all five of those instruments. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's very common. That's now that's very classy. That's something that you might, um, want for the ceremony. Um, or the reception if or you're if you're having more of a classical kind of reception including cocktail hour in the yeah, reception that's talk, true by yeah the way. but yeah yeah that's a very I've, classy I've, type I've of seen thing to do. some people do like a, a like two instruments mm -hmm. or two or three instruments at the ceremony and then a different set of instruments at the cocktail hour and then like a dj at the reception so there's all different kinds of things you can do but keep going sorry oh yeah yeah and I mean to me when I think of like a string quartet or quintet I think of like it makes me think of like the great Gatsby oh like yeah that type Super of classic. yeah I really love classy. string instruments I love so I really love the violin and I there was one part in our reception 
I think it was the, I don't know, when we, we went and did the candle thing. Where you yeah, light yeah, lighting and a so candle. And so we had the violinist play. A solo. A, yeah, just mm-hmm. a solo. And I love that. I, yeah. I think, I mean, I, I wouldn't have minded just the violin playing the whole thing. I love it. I think it's beautiful. But I notice some people, it kind of sounds empty. Like, yeah. I know the violinist like she even asked me she's like is anyone else gonna be playing with me like she sent me a recording of the music and she said are you sure you're okay with this like just me Mm -hmm. doing it and to me yes that it's beautiful well and that's just because because violins or you know flutes or Mm -hmm. different instruments like that they're melodic instruments which means that they just play the melody they don't have any harmonic support underneath um which means you can still use them and i think that you know i was there it was really beautiful in that one moment it it was it really drew the attention of the audience mm-hmm. to that ceremony, you know, of, of, you know, lighting the candle and all of that and the prayer yeah. and all of that. Um, so you can use other instruments solo, yeah. like a guitar or, you know, a string instrument, but typically it's maybe just for like a part. It's not really, they're not the best instruments other than, mm-hmm. which we kind of already covered the best, the instruments that could stand alone would be. Yeah. And kind of a funny story going back to part. your comment on mm-hmm. it being just very romantic and, and classical and all of that is at your wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were in kind of right before we were about to go on and yeah. we had all this beautiful, you know, it was at the time it was a piano and violin playing. And then eventually when you went down the aisle, it was the, um, it was piano guitar and voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the groomsmen had planned a prank that they were going to do um, really? during the wedding. Do you not remember this? Um, so they had the, you know, the, the, the uh, ring pops, oh, is that what yeah, you call them? Yeah, that you yeah, like, yeah. you, you can, uh-huh. uh, those candies that like look like rings. Uh-huh. They had all gotten a bunch of those and had them in their pockets <laughs> and they had planned, like they, they were going to, you know, whenever they said, you know, where's, you know, where's oh, the yeah. ring or whatever. They and gonna they were going to plan like pops. they, they were going to pretend like they didn't know where the ring was for Mark. And then, um, then they were all of a sudden going to like, all like drop the ring pops on the ground or something <laughs> stupid like that, um, which would have been fine. I think I, that would have been fine. It would have been funny, it but it would have, well, for our parents but and know, our grandparents, yeah. oh we gosh. have my very tra- yeah, my traditional family. I think she would have, I, oh, we talked about it after. They would have been devastated. She would have thought that they was would have so thought tacky. that that was really tacky. They would have thought that they ruined your <laughs> wedding. Of uh-huh. course, you would not have felt that way, no, but, but, but our family is very traditional. So be thinking about your family. Yes, this is your day, but you also need to think about them. But here's the thing I did. I was a bridesmaid and I didn't even know that they had planned this prank until after the wedding. And so they're talking about it. And one of the groomsmen said, yeah, I just, I told him not to do it. He was just like, it was just too, it was too classy. It was like, we can't do this guys. We just can't do this. It was too nice. (laughs) And he said that because of the music, it was just, he could tell like the setting, it was just not the right place to do that. Uh And so it ended up that it was, it was the best thing that they didn't do it. Um, But that's the thing. The music can really set Set the the tone tone. for your wedding. (laughs) Be the difference between a prank or not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, know, we can't take responsibility for that, but yeah. And the thing, and of, of course it's the same as the visual, you know, we had candles everywhere. We had, you know, you know, some flowers and all that. And so I will say a pro though, for a DJ or a playlist is that you can pick exactly 
the song like mm-hmm. the song you want like you don't have to worry about do, do the musicians have the sheet music am i gonna have to buy like you can literally just pick the song and say hey dj this is what yeah. i want or whoever's doing the playlist like this is this is the song for this this is the song for this it's, you can pick exactly what you want the version you want and you mm-hmm. know it's gonna sound how you want so that is a pro for a dj or a playlist um but you know in general i think live musicians yeah is- yeah, Sounds absolutely. Nicer, so but... I guess, do we want to walk through kind of the different songs and different things that we yeah, want to? Yeah, so that, I feel like we pretty much covered pros and cons for the most part. Um, so we're going to go through the type of music at your ceremony. And so like all the different songs you have to pick for each part of the the wedding ceremony. So what would you say is the first you know, song you're going to have to pick for your wedding ceremony. Yeah. So the first thing is just the prelude music. So that is to set the mood, like we just talked about, um, for the wedding. And mm-hmm. so for the prelude music, usually that's just music as people are walking in, um, as people are sitting down, um, you know, usually you'd start the prelude music maybe 15 to 20 minutes before, you know, everyone, you know, in terms of your wedding party is going to walk down the aisle. Some people it would even do 30 minutes before the wedding um, because, you know, you might have some extended family that comes in early. Um, hopefully they arrive on time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. In fact, sometimes you might want to actually start the wedding a little bit later, just in case you do have some family members or friends that tend to be late. Cause I know that you had had some family members that, I right. That yes. tended to be yes. like, like to them being on time or being on time was literally like showing up on time. But a lot of people yeah. don't know that wedding etiquette mm-hmm. when, when you receive a, at like an invitation in the mail and it says the weddings is at 2 p.m. Traditionally, that means that you are walking down the aisle at 2 p.m. That doesn't mean that it starts in terms of right. The, yeah, Which, like a okay, lot of people don't yeah. know that, and that's uh, yeah. important. No, I didn't know that. So uh, this is apparently when I was getting married. This was a conversation I had with my mom, my aunt, some of my friends' moms, and I don't know if it's just a southern traditional thing. I don't know if it's I think it may American be southern traditional etiquette. thing. I don't know if yeah. it's a worldwide tradition. I have no idea. <laughs> American, but, yeah. So parent, like my parent, our parents, mm-hmm. and like our parent, their generation apparently grew up with that, like the start of a wedding time. Like if it, the invitation says starts at two p.m., like you said, that's the bride walking down the aisle at two at p.m. two p.m. Yeah, yeah and exactly. I actually went On to a dot. friend's wedding, and it said it started at three, and we were running late. Of course, we were trying to get there earlier, mm-hmm. but we like got there at we walked in at. 259 oh, wow. and the bride was like about to walk in. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. She was like behind mm-hmm. and we were like, we didn't get to sit in the ceremony, which I understand. They had yeah. a, like extra room. So if you were late, you had to sit in like the extra room and watch, which was fine. But um anyway, so I didn't know that. And so on our invitation, I think the start the start time was the start time. If I remember, I think what you so you what you did because you wanted to make sure that no one was late and that it was it was you know relaxed and that everything. I believe that you actually started your prelude music at the time time. that you had on your invitation. I think that might be right. And so you didn't actually walk down the aisle till about fifteen twenty minutes later um, than the start time. I think it was. Because I think we had the prelude music for going you had for 30 it start, minutes. Well, you had the – here's what you did. You had okay. the prelude music start before like the official time. early before. But then you kept right. it going, yeah, 15 yes. minutes after. So, so like this, yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't actually start did, anyone walking down the aisle until about 15 minutes did or 30 Mimi minutes play after. at your wedding? Yes. So Okay, what? that's it. Yeah, she played the before prelude music, right? The Or did she do all of all it? All the prelude. She did all of it. So okay. for my wedding – um, or pretty much all of it. Yeah. We had 
um, my grandmother, who's Mimi, mm-hmm. she uh, did the prelude music. So she started playing before. It's like 15, 15 minutes, minutes before, before the and then about 15 time. minutes after. Right. Yeah. So 30 minutes total. Yeah. 30 and minutes she just, total. She played the piano. She plays the piano and she played for like 30 minutes. And, um, and that's a compromise because then the traditional yeah. folks that know that a wedding is supposed to start on time, they were arriving early. And so they got to hear music as they were coming in. I and really the people that don't like, know that no, were you know, still I coming in after. I think started the prelude music at the start time. I think I, at the supposed the invitation start time, because I wanted there to be plenty of time <laughs> that, and so that, but like, maybe said, well, that either way, way you could do like, it either way. Yeah. I think just because we know we have friends that we're going to be late. Like, we <laughs> yeah. do that. And so I think. And then it's started, relaxed. Yeah. yeah. So our start time was really the prelude start time. And I think the prelude maybe start went 20 minutes, I think. 15, yeah. And 15, that's, a, that's something that you played, could do. You could either start yeah. at the traditional time or you could do kind of overlap, like start a little bit of prelude music before a little after, or you could start the prelude music on time. Yeah. Like either way, it doesn't matter. Um, but that's the first genre. Yeah. We kind of went on like yeah, a, yeah, we were on a tangent on that, but to set the mood, um, typically it's not fast music. It's typically slow and melodic, and I don't mean to be redundant, but a lot of ceremony music, it's all slow and melodic, Um, but typically romantic. um, Often you'll pick classical, you know, a lot of people could pick classical pieces. Mm -hmm. Some people will pick some modern lyrical music, some with words, uh, some may just be instrumental. That's kind of just up to you what you like. Um, I I mean, I would probably recommend instrumental music Mm -hmm. as prelude to set the mood. Um, It's really meant to be background music because people Exactly. Or like the ushers might be ushering people talking mm-hmm. to them. Hey, are you, you know, they need to be able to hear. So it's not going to be super loud music. It's going to yeah. be background while, you know, people might be chatting and be like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, the guests when they see, you know, walk in and the ushers might be saying, are you bride or groom side? You know, so they have to be able yeah. to hear and talk to each exactly. other Exactly. And feel free to mix and match. You can use some classical music, some modern music. You can also pick a lyrical song that you really like. Um, a singer songwriter type song, um, modern that you really like and just do, you know, whichever, if you do live music, you could just have the piano play piano music of that, um, or the violinist, et cetera, whatever ensembles you have, or you could, I'm sure there are a lot of different versions online. You can find of different songs in terms of instrumental music, um, for different, you know, popular songs that you like. Um, but I, I, you know, definitely you want something that, like you said, is in the background, but that sets the tone for the weddings, you know, so if you're a little bit more peppy, um, you know, then maybe, maybe have a little bit more upbeat, but uh, for the most part, most people are going to want to keep it kind of just nice and relaxed. Yeah. In the and background. also prelude music is something you could just totally ditch. Yeah. Like if that's you don't true. want to, it's not like absolutely required. I mean, but I do think it's a good, I mean, it, yeah, I, most, I but most people I'd have. say have it yeah. and it definitely, it, it definitely adds, it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, icing on the cake. The cake's yeah. already there, but um, it definitely reality, makes it better. As the bride or the, like the bride and groom, mm-hmm. the royal party, they're not going to hear the prelude music. It's That's really, true. It's and, and that guess, brings me guess, back to something else that I forgot to mention is um, even before the wedding, mm-hmm. you might want to have a playlist um, for like 
getting ready music. And this is something that both you and your fiance can do separately. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. like you're going to probably be getting ready separate from your fiance, um, you know, with your uh, bridesmaids and him with his groomsmen. Mm -hmm. So each of you can kind of pick your own playlist of like all the different songs that you love. And these would be, you know, songs that you work out to songs you, you know, listen to in the car, songs that you really want to like, in fact, I don't, the funny thing is, I don't think we did that, but that would have been really fun. Yes. Um, But yeah, something really, really fun. So like while you're doing your hair and makeup Mm -hmm. and all of that. And so that just kind of makes the day um, even better. So that's something I would just put my maid of honor, one of my bridesmaids Mm -hmm. in charge of because I wouldn't have oh yeah with that. yeah and, <laughs> but, and then another thing if you don't have time for that because there are a lot of details for a wedding you can also just pick like your favorite radio station on Pandora or something like that mm-hmm. and just and just call oh, it a yeah. day yeah. yeah that's not something you need to spend a whole bunch of time on but um again it's something that we didn't do and that would have been really fun yeah um so okay moving past prelude music um yeah. again you can use uh live music or the recording music or sorry i should say recorded music uh, but after that uh, would be the processional music so that would be um, typically that is when the family and more specifically the parents mm-hmm. and the grandparents and if you ha- are blessed to have great grandparents would be escorted down the aisle um, okay. and then following that you would have typically um, you know the flower girl the ring bearer the bridesmaids the groomsmen um, that is going to be your processional music now um, again for most people one song is going to be enough because it happens faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it probably won't even last an entire song. Uh, but you could, depending on how many family members you have, depending on how many people you have in your bridal party, you could have maybe one song for the, you know, the family and the parents and one song for the rest of the bridal party mm-hmm. um, that's actually like participating in the wedding. Which is um, what I on think stage I hear more often mm-hmm. than not what I see is, Typically, they'll have a song for the family walking yeah. down and then a separate song for the bridal party. But um, I did just mm-hmm. one song. Yeah. And it was fine. I do, if I was, I mean, I mm-hmm. obviously didn't hear, but if I remember correctly, I was told y'all did have to loop it, the musician, or not y- y'all, but the musicians yes, did have to loop yes, it a they couple did. T- yes. once or twice because. Yes. <laughs> the grandmothers were taking longer than expected. And I did <laughs> yeah. have a long aisle. Yeah, but that's that's another pro to having professional musicians. Right. So I actually, I arranged Emily's wedding music mm-hmm. and that's the thing. We couldn't know the timing and even even on a recording, mm-hmm. you can't perfectly know the timing. So that's that's the thing with a recording. Um, so if you're going to have like, if you're going to do it yourself or have the sound designer kind of put together the recording mm-hmm. in a, you know, so that it's all put together, then the timing becomes extremely important. You need to map out and practice. Like maybe you take a few of your friends and, and kind of walk 10, you know, 10 feet away from or six feet away from each other and kind of walk and see, okay, how long does it take this many people to walk down the aisle um, and practice that to get it exactly right. Or again, a DJ could easily transition mm-hmm. that as well. But the the best thing here is, uh, well, personally, I think is just live musicians because they can take the written music. And like you said, they can loop it in yeah. a way that even a DJ isn't going to 
perfectly be able to do mm -hmm. um, because they're taking music that's already there and they're just usually mostly what a DJ does is they, they transition, mm -hmm. but looping it isn't, I don't, I don't know much about thing. it, but yeah, I would think that that would be easier for live musicians as well. Um, but again, so for professional, processional, sorry, not professional, but processional music. Um, again, this is kind of based on what the type of music you like, if you want to do, um, you know, modern music or classical music. And we'll, we'll talk about playlists kind of, of different types of songs that you can play later. Um, but that's kind of up to you. Um, again, it just things to think about for recorded music and live music are just kind of timing. Yeah. And also a lot of things are some things that, that uh, non-musicians don't know and don't have to think about, or usually don't think about are like phrases and cadences mm -hmm. and kind of how music is, you know, structurally fits together. So okay. music fits together just like a, uh, just like a book, you know, or, you know, your favorite movie. Um, it has, you know, a beginning, a middle and an end, right? It has a climax somewhere in the middle and it usually, you know, you crescendo and then you decrescendo somewhere at the end. Um, and is it kind like of a book rising, ends. It, rising action rising and falling action. Falling action. Exactly. <laughs> so music. yeah. So for people who don't know or aren't musicians, um, if you don't have, you know, good, nice phrases and cadences and, um, and those types of things, then you might end up cutting off the music at the wrong place. And it doesn't sound like it's finished. It doesn't sound mm -hmm. final, which is another it doesn't move on well to having live musicians exactly. because they know how to do that mm -hmm. professional musicians. Um, and typically professional DJs will also know how to yeah. usually end it where it'll sound good. I will say one thing to think about that I just kind of thought about is that if you do choose just one song for the entire processional, um, I, I mean, thinking you should think about if it has a vocalist or if it mm -hmm. has words, because if they do have to loop it, right. It's going to sound a mm -hmm. lot better if it's just instrumental because you yes. never know, like with mine, I think I like two, both grandmas had to go to the restroom, like right before they went, they were supposed <laughs> to walk down the aisle. So it, apparently people didn't notice, like they kept sending, they just went down at a different time or something, but it took a little longer. Yeah. Um, and so they had to loop it. And if that, if the song had had words, it wouldn't have made as much sense. Sing it, yeah. yeah. Some, if the vocalist had been singing, it would have, you would have noticed. Yeah. And when it doesn't, if it's just instrumental, if the DJ has to loop it mm -hmm. or if the live musicians loop it, you're not going to notice, especially yeah. when it's live musicians, you just mm -hmm. don't really notice it. Yeah. And that's why I, um, I, yeah, to that point, I think if you have some songs that you really like, I have, you know, you, you've wanted to do these songs forever and you really want these songs to be a part, maybe consider to have, consider having those songs being part of your prelude music or part of, um, your, you know, maybe later on in the ceremony could mm -hmm. be sung or something. Um, or maybe even as you go down the aisle, it's just the thing is in terms of the processional. So for your wedding party, and then later when you walk down the aisle, for that, it's okay to have words, but you have to be very specific and also have to have some sort of way to be flexible with that. And so again, with a DJ, it would be very difficult with words, right? Um, but with live music and even with live musicians, with a singer, it would be more difficult with words. Mm -hmm. um, but again, these are also things that you can work through at the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, usually you do the rehearsal dinner, you know, at the rehearsal the night before. Um, and so if you have really good musicians and you practice that um, and you kind of have some 
again, good musicians can kind of figure out, okay, well, what, what will we do if this happens? Right. Um, and, and typically they can think about that and talk like a about professional it, yeah. band or ensemble, they're already going to know. Yeah. They're already going to have done it. They're going to, you know, you can, they can probably mm-hmm. just eyeball it from how long the aisle is and how big your bridal party is. Like, how long it's going to take. And yeah, it's probably something, if you get professionals, it's not even something you probably need to even worry about or think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's again, you know, a well, well, the only thing I would say to that is mm-hmm. that in terms of costs, so right. going back to how much it costs, not we were, or you were blessed to be able to have your musicians at your rehearsal. Right. A lot mm-hmm. of people yeah. for their weddings, they yeah. don't actually have their musicians till the day of. Right. You might meet with them, you might tell them what you want to be played, but you might not actually have them at the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So be thinking about that when you decide, you know, you know, do you want to pay the extra money to have them at the rehearsal? If you can afford it, I think it's worth yes. it because then yes. you know how it's going to work. Yes. The musicians have, even yes. though pro- they are probably professional musicians, yeah. you know, you're going to see it firsthand and not be- have any surprises the right. day of like, what if you accidentally hire somebody that you thought was you know, absolutely fantastic. And then you, you know, the day before you find out that that's not the case, even though, you know, it's unfortunately not what you planned. You still have 24 hours to, to decide, okay, here's my backup plan. Or, you know, or you have the rehearsal for them to practice. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're staying here until this is fixed. Or the timing. (laughs) Whatever it is. In fact, I think at, at your rehearsal, I think we spent the most time on the timing of the music and walking down the aisle. Which again, that goes back to like pros and cons. You know, if you Mm -hmm. don't know the musicians, if you don't trust the musician that you're hiring, like, is it just better to get a DJ or have a playlist? Because you don't want to deal with some faux pas on the wedding. I right, mean, on the wedding right. day, if you I can't think, afford to have the, I don't know. I think you know, that's just that's just a personal decision. Mm-hmm. But I think, but the same could be said of a DJ. Right. Like, yeah. in fact, I would I would actually say you're probably more likely to hire a DJ that is not good at what they do than a professional musician because Mm. a professional musician typically has to have some sort of educate formal education um, in order to actually, you know, have that be mm-hmm. part of what they do um, and for people to trust them. Yeah. So for instance, you know, I, I have a bachelor and a master of music. A lot of these people are going to have a, a bachelor of music. Not that you, ha- not that all of your musicians have to have gone to college. I know that our guitarist and singer didn't go to college, but again, that's more of a, an instrument that traditionally is not necessarily, you know, guitarist. I think he, he was a worship minister. Also, or, or re- regardless of if they have professional education, I think, uh, musicians have just years and years of experience. Oh yeah. And they're going to have reviews probably to to get good and for people to want you to play Mm -hmm. and for that to be a thing you do, you have to have experience to it. You have to learn how to do it. It takes time to be, become good at it and become good at your craft just as a musician in general. So you're going to have years of experience while a DJ can just like get (laughs) and be like, okay, I'm a DJ. Right. And, and not to scare you, but I, and, it's kind of on a side note. I went on a date with a guy who he has changed, but he openly admitted that he used to be a DJ and he had some problems in his past with drugs and alcohol and he straight up missed somebody's wedding. (gasps) Yeah. And so that's the other thing you have to be careful about. And this was somebody like he knew as well. And and so it kind of ruined some relationships with people in his family. And to be honest, so that could be said for any. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 
That's true. Or any, anybody. Yeah. That you're hiring. I feel like you definitely have a little bit more security when it is like a band or a quartet because they know each other and and there's more people. Yeah. So if one person bails, you're going to have the other, you know, right. And that's, that's another pro to hiring more than one musician. Right. Right. Cause what, and it could even be for a legitimate reason. What if somebody, you know, is in a car accident or has Mm -hmm. a flat tire on the day of your wedding, you had um, some cousins that had a flat tire on the day of your wedding. So they missed the ceremony, but made the reception. Mm -hmm. Um, So what if they have yeah. a serious illness or their husbands That's in a, in, you know, in the hospital about with a DJ, like our DJ was a husband and wife team. So the husband DJed and the wife, um, emceed yeah. at our reception. But I wonder, I bet like if something had happened mm-hmm. to one of them, you know, the other is still there. So that's something to, in fact, since we're talking about it, one about. good thing that you may want to do is if you, I would, I would still probably preference um, live musicians at the ceremony. Um, that's just my personal, what I would do um, for my personal choice. Um, but maybe a wise thing to do would be to also have a backup recording so that if something mm. happens, you have an alternate yeah. option. Music. Yeah. That could be um, and one thing we actually haven't actually, no, we'll talk about that later. I was thinking of a uh, song selection, but um Okay, so moving on, let's talk about. Hold the, on, wait one oh, second. Yeah, I just want to say back to the backup thing. That's a really good thing to think about. Like, um, you could not only have a backup playlist, but if you have, like, if you're supposed to have a DJ, if you're supposed to have a playlist played, and like the, you know, the the power goes out or something, your backup could literally be like you have a friend that plays guitar, and you're like, hey, that's true too. Could you, if just by the off chance, yeah, the what like less than you know, 0.01% chance that this mm-hmm. happens. Can you bring your guitar and just have it in your car so that like, if something happens, you can just play some music for us so we can continue the yeah. way. You know, I think having a backup both ways, you know, no matter right, who you hire right. or what and, you're doing and is good. Yeah. To that, you know, I mean, obviously like planning a wedding takes so much time mm-hmm. and detail. There's so many things you can't back up everything. Oh no. Yeah. So don't like, don't, don't worry yeah. about it. Don't be paranoid. But, it's gonna be fine. but at the end of the day, you're going to be married. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's and focus on the marriage part of it, and not that everything does not have to be perfect. I promise right. you, it will not be perfect. Um, but it will be great either way because mm-hmm. you'll end up married at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but it would probably be wise to kind of pick maybe the most important things to you mm-hmm. at the wedding and make sure you have those things backed up. Right. Like for instance. Yeah the um the preacher right <laughs> or yeah. the officiator whatever whoever's officiating the wedding yeah that might be a really really because that at that point that's the probably the only thing it's that true. you could pick um that that uh you actually couldn't get married right. without right um so for us you know our dad's uh ordained so if um actually mark's dad officiated the wedding so if yeah. for some reason both he couldn't dads, have done it he could, my dad could have done were it. ordained i think we also had a friend a couple of one or right. two friends that, that were also, had done like the online thing and yeah. would officiate a wedding. So yeah, we were good as far yeah. as that. Yeah. So for th- I think that's the only thing that you absolutely might, you know, consider backing yeah, maybe up have because like you can't a get married without be it. Like, hey, can you just get this officiate yeah. thing just in case? I mean, but again, like it don't freak right. out. Right. And just I, things to think about. Yeah. And things to th- yeah. And of course people can always sing acapella. Mm-hmm. So um, no big deal there. Um, so yeah. Okay. So moving on to the, uh, let's see. Oh, the music that you would have. Uh, kind of in the middle of the ceremony. Um, so for that would be just, oh, wait, wait, sorry. I missed the wedding march. The wedding march. That's the most important part. Oh, yeah. The bride walks the down bride. the aisle, right? Yeah. yeah so that's, that is technically part of the processional. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, for this, we'll call it 
uh, this category, we'll call it the wedding march, um, because that's the typical song that, you know, you, you think of when you're a kid and da, 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 you know, yeah. um, that is the wedding march, right? So, um, if you were a more traditional bride, don't feel bad. If you, if you really like that song, you can use it again. That might be uh, one of the ones you could use on organ or something like that, or piano. Um, but, or even string quartet, there are or different versions playlists. of that. I'm playlists. Sure yeah. Oh, oh, there are probably t- uh, even modern versions. I'm sure that are much I more hear, um, appeasing. Um, a wedding march version i don't even i'd have to try to find it but it was very it was actually pretty it yeah was pretty it was an instrumental <laughs> you said actually pretty <laughs> so it's not pretty well to begin it was with. still the wedding march and i right. <laughs> would not want that it's just right too, well that's just so you know, it's so me, it's but. not that it's traditional because obviously like if you're getting married what marriage is traditional right, right. yeah um that's true. but it's not that it's traditional it's just that i think it's been so used mm-hmm. that you know everyone yeah. kind of you know you want to do something cutter. that's your own yeah. yeah and yeah. so um i i think that whatever you pick for your wedding march music it should be personal it should have a connection to you and your fiance um typically it's romantic music um it shows off your personality um and the personality of your love story and kind of um shares that story it should be a song that you love um and that really makes you you know Maybe even makes you want to cry, although I know you probably don't want to cry. <laughs> don't want to mess up your <laughs> mascara. But you can always, you know, wear the, um, what's called the waterproof mascara. Waterproof, yeah. um, and so typically it's 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 either slow um, and lyrical if it has uh, words to it, mm-hmm. um, or it's stately and majestic. So the Wedding March song would be a, a version of a stately and majestic song. Um, so again, either slow and lyrical where you're kind of, kind of just like casually walking down the aisle, or you could have something that really grabs people's attention. And I don't mean fast and upbeat, but something very um, like I said, majestic, and we'll get to some Similar song selection to like, later. Like the wedding march is very like dun dun, dun yeah, yeah, very like it's uh, dramatic, dramatic drama. Like, that's it, yeah, more drama. drama. So you could yeah. pick a song that has more drama or yeah. more like romantic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess. yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll get to some. So, we'll get to some specific song selection later. But um, oh, there's this Christmas song that I always think would be a nice um, uh. Oh, the one that's fall on your knees. Um, oh, the, the, the and hear that, the angel calling. Oh, um, yeah, that's very like, uh, like yeah, the, like a like instrumental version of yes, that. Yes, yes, yeah. I love that. And even though the words for that is, um, you know, Christ is the yeah, yeah, it's like, it's very, <laughs> it's I mean, obviously it's very Christian and it doesn't really have much to do with like marriage per se, but the actual build up to that song is just. Re- yeah, like, like really drama. Dra- dramatic. Yeah, it's dramatic, but it's also lyrical and it's, I love that. And I might, maybe that's what I'll use. Um, cause I've always really liked that and thought that that was a really cool, um, song and could be a good, um, wedding march or processional type of song. Um, so you also, uh, we've mentioned it before. You want to be careful with your words because of cutoffs. And it's more important because obviously at this point you are entering the wedding. That is more important than, you know, your friends, your family, your, your wedding party, yeah, because definitely. if something goes wrong there, it's not as big of a deal, but here it's a big deal. Um, typically most people stand for the bride and I highly recommend you do that because it's just, that's just what you should do. Which obviously if you're 
you're the bride listening, you're not going to have much control over that. So, so make you sure have you your mom, you tell your, your mother mom, hey, and your mother-in-law to stand. Yeah. When I walked on the aisle, so everyone else will stand because we've been to a yes. wedding and where it, no one stood. Yeah. And we didn't want to stand if we weren't supposed to. To this and, day, I honestly I don't, don't know. know if it was, if it was intentional or I if it was know. a mistake. And so you, I and know, then, and then you feel bad because you're like, did I just, did we just ruin this person's wedding by not standing? We kept almost standing, but like the parents weren't standing. The family wasn't standing. So we were like, maybe so maybe they yeah stand. maybe they don't and so, so if they're listening i hope they're okay with it but yeah um yeah it was totally fine it's just a typically people stand um and so again you want something you know that's gonna really bring you know because this is for you this is for you know whoever's walking you down the aisle if it's your dad or you know someone that's really close to you um you know it's for the people in the audience you know these people have come to support you on your day yeah. um and so they this should honor like, you that this way this is like right before like the climax of this right. wedding yes. ceremony it's like it's right building it's to the up. climax so it yeah. has to be really good and really important mine was perfect by ed sheeran mm -hmm. but it was a version that anna arranged for us yes. and she kind of meshed some of the verses together as far as the lyrics and changed some of that so it would fit our story and what we wanted because again it wasn't mm -hmm. going to play the whole song it was only going to play like 30 seconds of it or whatever it was while i walked down the aisle so um she arranged it to make it fit what we needed and um that I liked that song because it really fit us and our story. And again, since she arranged it, she was able to kind of change some of the words. Yeah. Well, y'all were, um, y'all were a high school sweetheart. Yeah. Right. And so if you look at the lyrics, you know, it's basically, um, you know, it basically tells that story. And so I took different sections of, and I kind of sat down with Emily and, uh, took like parts of the second verse and mm -hmm. combined it with the first verse so that it could better tell their story mm -hmm. and how yeah. their love evolved and all of that. I also changed like words, like, let me, I have it pulled up here. Um, it's clear that God brought us together. I changed that. We met um, at church. Cause they like, met at church. Yeah. Like and, and we're Christians and that kind of thing. So yeah, just some little things like that. Uh, again, that will, and she was able to do that because she uh, had me arrange the music. And so that's another thing you can think about. You could hire someone to arrange your wedding music um, and to be, <laughs> yes, you could hire me. Um, and, or, uh, or you could, if you know someone who's good at that, you could have them do it. Um, the great thing about, about, well, for me and her, uh, doing it for her wedding was because I was there physically there. Um, I could, you know, I could alter it, you know, kind of on the spot the night before at the rehearsal. Um, now if you were to hire me or someone else, they wouldn't be able to, you know, obviously be there at your wedding probably, um, because of location. Um, but they can work with you very closely beforehand to give you exactly what you need. Yeah. And, and I would definitely, I would don't, wouldn't you say that they should know who their musicians are going to be though before. Oh yeah. Before yeah. thinking about, before even thinking about having someone arrange music for you, you really need to know who your musicians are because, mm -hmm. because it's possible your musicians could do something like that for you or make sure it's tailored to what you want to. Yes. So you may not even need something like that. Just yeah. Depends. And you have to also think about something that, that I haven't brought up so far yet. You also have to think about copyright and as well when mm. you're picking kind of your playlist and different things. I think that if someone is arranging you music and it's just played at your wedding, I don't think that there would be any extra copyright cost to that. Just like you playing 
the music from a playlist or something like that. But if that person was to publish that music or something like that, there probably would have to get permission and, and pay kind of like a fee for that. Um, so yeah, I haven't dive, uh, dive too much into that part of it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll be doing some more research on that coming up. Um, Another thing that I just thought about, I don't know why I haven't thought about this before, but something that'd be really cool would be having, this would only, well, anyway, let me just say it. So having someone like you, Mm -hmm. Anna, arrange, just completely do a brand new arrangement, composition, like a composition for their wedding that's like your wedding music that you have Mm -hmm. for your, it could be just one song, it could be the whole ceremony, but that's unique to your wedding and no one else has that would be so cool yeah Just have a completely new composition arrangement that someone creates for your wedding that would be really yeah cool. absolutely and I've thought about that if I ever get married um I might do that like it depends if I can um commit to that but in terms of time but um yeah like you could pick, you could just let me know or let a composer know like, Hey, this is what I want and kind of talk to them and and give them some music and some genres that you are looking um, for and have them write the music um, for that. And the great thing about that is again, it's, it's personal to you. Um, It's your song. You could have it um, where if they ever use that, you know, melody that it's, it could even be named after you. That could be part of it as well. It's also something that uh, I actually gave Emily for Christmas uh, after her wedding Mm -hmm. was a kind of a printout of sheet music Mm -hmm. and it was framed um, of the the actual music music mm -hmm, that she did uh, for their wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another thing that you can do, and I thought about this before, um, is you could even, I don't know where you would do this, but, um, I've thought about doing it before because it might make it kind of a fun business, but you might even be able to get a music box kind of created with your cool. melody. Mm. Um, and, it's, and you could, I mean, you could probably pay musicians to have it recorded. I mean, yeah. I yeah. Know. That's I true. Yeah. Yeah. That, that too. Yeah. Like, so like, you could, but... it's just kind of an interesting memento that could, yeah. could kind of not just be at your wedding, but something that could outlast your wedding and be something that is kind of momentous to you going forward as well. Something that you you really remember or take with you. Whereas like the flowers, they're going to die and maybe you can keep Mm -hmm. them and you can put them in a box or something like that. I think you have a, you have them in a box. Um, But um, that's kind of another fun thing that you Mm -hmm. can kind of keep and as a memory of your wedding um, for, for your wedding March as well. Um, In terms of newly composed music, the only Mm -hmm. thing is that may cost a little bit more, um, but again, right. it's not, it's not unreasonable. It really isn't. Um, I don't think it just depends on what you're needing and each composer and each yeah, musician and it, will have different prices. Yeah. And it also depends on, you know, what your focus is. What is it? The, mm-hmm. What are your priorities? You know, you have to decide if, if music is one of your priorities and that's something you would really want to have, then obviously you make it happen and you put the money there and maybe take the money mm-hmm. from somewhere else. If you have, you know, a budget or that you're trying to stick to, but I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah, I think the the main thing, other than just kind of picking which song you want for your wedding march, um, is just the handoff. It's the okay. timing. It's always about. It's all about timing. The handoff, as in the handoff, as in you know, you know, some people they stop the music right as the bride has just gone down the aisle. Some people stop the music. Like for you, you didn't have, um, you didn't have dad. Uh, do the words where it's like, oh, who gives this woman right, to I be this man? Because you didn't like that. I did not. Because um, you were like, I give myself away. <laughs> so um, I did not say that. We just didn't. Yes, we just didn't had say the that. music keep. Well, so for keep us, playing. We had the music keep we playing. We had stairs. Yeah. So like 
for my wedding, we had uh, the music just keep playing. He mm-hmm. handed me to Mark at the bottom of the stairs, just like gave my hand to Mark's. And then I took Mark's hand and we just walked up the stairs together while the music was playing. And when we got to the top of the stairs, mm-hmm. the music stopped. That was mine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we were able to time it perfectly right. um, because of yeah because of that. And um, again, I think we walked through it before okay. and did it the night before. This was a question that yes. I had. Another question. Uh, another question. Yeah. <laughs> How do like one of the pros like we talked about mm-hmm. was that musicians can. Uh, can loop things and time things yeah, yeah. To, to exactly how how it needs to be, mm-hmm. right, in the moment. So how do musicians cue each other without having a director? Like, how do they work to – like, how do they stop the music at the same time? You know, like, if, if it goes a little longer or something or they n- need to loop it, like, how do they signal each other for what they need to do? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I've actually talking. <laughs> yeah, he's he so just cute. It's so funny. He just pushed his nose up again. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, oh, sorry. yeah. Okay. Back to uh, thinking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. When we play with an ensemble. So, um, I played at one of my friends' weddings, and I played harp. And um, let's see, she had a pianist, and I think there was a cellist. There may have been a violinist as well. And we were all together, and we played this um, beautiful classical piece. I don't remember. I think the composer was Brahms, uh, but I don't remember the piece exactly. And for her wedding, she, um, she came through and it took, it just took a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for that piece, I don't think typically musicians will talk about it beforehand and they'll say, okay, if we go a little bit longer than normal, this is what we'll do. So that's kind of to, to kind of preface it most musicians will actually talk about it beforehand. They'll, they'll talk to each other and say, okay, you know, if we need more time, we're going to do X. Right. Mm -hmm. So typically what they do is they have a plan to go back, you know, maybe eight measures, maybe four measures, um, or to just play a a very common thing, which this is what we did for her wedding. I believe we went back to, to the beginning and we played through a certain number of measures, but we had a couple markers, you know, okay, if this doesn't work, we'll move on to this part point. And so we'll have several different markers in the music of optional endings, okay. right? In terms of basically it's all about, like I mentioned before, it's about for people who, who are not, not uh, musicians, it's about phrases and cadences. Okay. If a cadence is basically like a period at the end of a sentence, it's a stopping point, a final point where you set, you feel like you've arrived at home, right? At end, if yeah. you don't have a good, you know, in musical terms, we would usually have a perfect, authentic cadence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we, it's the most final you can get. If you don't have a good, authentic cadence at the end, then it's going to feel like and sound like you're still going, right? It's not, right. and it's, it's honestly, it'll have the audience and you at the edge of your seat thinking, wait, that wasn't right. And the truth is, is that even people who are not musicians, everyone, if you can hear, has grown up listening to all kinds of music. Mm -hmm. And even though you don't, you may not know the technical terms or words for, you know, all the music theory Mm -hmm. things, you do know what is good and what is bad. I mean, that's why a lot of people enjoy watching American Idol and, you know, um, X, or wait, is it X Factor or is that something else? I don't know. Anyway, all those musicals, you know, uh, TV shows, because people can always, even if you're not a musician, you can hear, most people can hear when someone sounds good or bad, mm-hmm. right? So you will know when something's not right, but a musician, a live musician will know how to fix it. 
-hmm. right? And so another thing that we do in terms of, you mentioned a director, is we we kind of know how to cue and nod at each other and, you know, whisper mm -hmm. or, you know, hold up a number, you right. know, for 30, you know, measure 32, or we're going to do four more measures and then a cadence. Um, and so it, it's not an exact science, um, but mm -hmm. we kind of intuitively, um, if you hire professional musicians that have been doing this for a long mm -hmm. time, things always go, you know, differently than yeah. you plan. And we know how to continue. Mm -hmm. um, I played at another wedding where it was just me. And I and my friend had me play for the prelude music. And then she wanted me to pray during they had this prayer where they had all their fam close family members come on stage and get around them and they prayed. So I didn't know how long the prayer was going to be and they didn't time it and mm -hmm. it ended up being quite long. <laughs> um, but that's a good thing. Uh, a prayer is always great. Um, and so what I did, and honestly, I don't even remember the melody today. Maybe I could, if I watched her video, I could um, get it back. But I basically came up with a generic melody that I thought was pretty, mm -hmm. right? And because I knew normal chord progressions for music and mm -hmm. knew how, you know, what makes a good, you know, musical melody in terms of, you know, beginning, middle and end, I just improvised on that, those chords, that chord progression, that set chord progression, and that set kind of basic melody or melodic principle. And I just kept playing until the, the, um, the pastor, he used to be, um, my youth minister and now is my pastor again. Um, he kind of gave me a nod. Well, first he gave me a nod that keep going, like right. the prayers, the prayers <laughs> continuing. Um, and then he gave me another nod for, okay, they're, they're finishing up. So right. at that point, as soon as they finished, I got to a point where I could come, I could cadence. And then I did a nice little roll on the tonic chord and then we were done. Mm -hmm. um, and so a musician, whether they be by themselves or with a group, will typically have experience um, kind of making those adjustments. Whereas if you have recorded music, it's not going to be as smooth typically. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah. that's something to think about yeah. um, when you're making those decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely heard, <laughs> I've definitely heard music ended um, like cut off like a, I don't know if it was a DJ. It might've been a DJ or just someone doing the playlist and they like, just fade, done. they just, well, they <laughs> oh, faded, faded the out. Music out, but they it faded it out sound. at like in the middle of like a lyric, you mm -hmm. know, or something being, you know, in the song. Yeah. So just, you can tell it sounds that's, odd. That's the thing about a so, D that's another I mean, thing about a DJ. Even a good DJ mm -hmm. may not be the type of classical, classically trained musician in terms of knowing when to something set, when to cut sound, it off. Yeah. Normal. So, so even a real, like you could hire the best Which, DJ yeah. ever and maybe they'd be great for the reception, right? but for the ceremony, the music that yeah. it may be that, that they're not, they're not the best just because there is something to be said about the, that knowledge, right. you know, that a lot of classically Which trained musicians have to why have. Musicians cost. More, right. That's why they cost more. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, it, and again, you know, in reality, it could be, it depends on the musician, but it could be having one live musician um, would be cheaper about the same as having a professional DJ come in for your ceremony or part of your ceremony, you know, I mean, because yeah. DJs can be. That's true. They can too. be. They can be very expensive. So, yeah. I mean, Especially know, the good ones. Yeah. 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 Look into. Um, okay. So what other music? Okay. So during will, the ceremony. Yeah. Will yeah. you have to pick? 
for the ceremony. So during the ceremony, you'll tip it. I mean, and this is you'll you if you've ever been to a wedding, you probably know kind of all of these different things. Um, you'll typically often a lot of weddings have at least one lyrical song that's sung. Often it's by your aunt or your uncle, you know, some relative or friend that has told you beforehand, oh, I really want to sing, sing this song wedding. for you. Or, <laughs> you know, um, if you've ever seen friends, you know, Janice, you know, bugging, oh, <laughs> bugging uh, Chandler and uh, and Monica about playing at their wedding. And they were like, oh, sure. But no, we don't Did want you to do play that? at our wedding. Yes. No, that was, wasn't that Phoebe? Yeah, that Phoebe, Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe was trying. Oh, you said Janice. Oh, not Janice. Yeah. No, no. There Did was Janice... a point where Janice was asking to sing at their wedding, too. I think both of them, Janice I... and Phoebe, at one point. I don't they... know. It's yeah. been a while since okay. I watched Friends. Well, anyway, if you're a Friends fan, at one point, both of them were, like, wanting to sing really? at their wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to point you to the episode later. Um, but anyway, and obviously, like, they didn't want them to sing at their wedding. Right. Um, but there are some people, <laughs> some family members, some friends that are good at singing. Um, or maybe you actually know someone um, that's good at singing. Or you have a song that you actually is really special to you that you want to be sung. Um, so this is another good thing. Like, if you are kind of a little bit nervous about using a song with lyrics for your wedding march like as you're walking down the aisle maybe do it during the wedding because it's very common to have a lyrical song sung during the wedding um so you could do that during the wedding um again typically you know it's just a basic simple song but again it could be anything of your choosing um another kind of things to think about is um you did emily did a candle lighting um, kind of brief moment where um, you and Mark mm -hmm. kind of, you know, walked up to the candle and, you know, yeah. think about the time it takes spinning on your wedding dress too. you know, how big it is, you know, moving yeah. around and all the logistics. Um, but y'all went to a candle. So you have one right. candle for him and one candle for you. And then you light it in the middle um, to kind of, you know, yeah. kind of vi visually yeah. so represent the two becoming people, one. Yeah. Some people do candle lighting. Some people do like sand. Yeah. Some do mixing the sand and they keep like, it. I yeah. know my husband's parents, when he, when they got married, they did like the lasso. Um, but there's different things that you like, or some people do just a prayer or sometimes, yeah. sometimes people do even, um, signing the like right, the marriage, the marriage license. certificate so you have to, like, walk yeah. over to something mm -hmm. it's usually during that time you'll play some music and for so for mine i just wanted the violin like yeah. i mentioned this earlier and so i i actually found uh, for this part i found the sheet music online and I, I just Googled, yeah. like, I don't even remember what song it was. Um, I have to remember. You did. It was Rascal okay. Flatts. Uh, are you? No. Are you sure? Yes, it was Rascal Flatts. Um, Rascal Flatts oh, what's that song? It. The love song that they did. <laughs> it's Ra I know it's Rascal Flatts. Okay. She's going to try to look it up. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> it's uh, I just Googled it, and I Googled violin music, whatever song by whoever it was if it was rascal flats and it came up i think i paid for it. i might have paid like a dollar or like two dollars for the like the online version and i just emailed it to her um and because this was you know it wasn't a pro like oh i didn't hire a professional band or anything she was my friend who is a wonderful musician and i don't know she might even uh play for people professionally i don't know but um she's amazing she even like majored in it i don't know if she finished her major in it or changed her major who played my violin oh but oh she's yeah, yeah amazing yeah. anyway um she's very professional musician. Oh, okay um, i found it i, found I it. bought that i bought <laughs> the sheet music and sent it to her what is it it's, well, it's bless it. the broken road 
That was Plus, not the song. Yes. That was not the song. Wasn't it? No, absolutely not. It was not. I would know that. That was not the song. No. No, that wasn't it. But it no, was a di- it No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I don't think it was. No, but, but anyway, it, was, it, it, it was one of those. Oh, come on. I know. I'll, okay. It's bugging me now, no, but I'll find it fine. later. It doesn't matter. But okay. <laughs> um, it was one of those. It anyway, was one of those songs. so you could also just, for something like that, have one musician play something in a real light. Or you could have, like Anna was saying, someone sing. If that's that yeah, yeah. the perfect time. Yeah. And, and like, you yeah, that. you could you could combine it. Some mm-hmm. people, they kind of just stand off to the side or sit, like, while they're, like, somebody's sing, singing a lyrical song. Or you could use the lyrical song to do those other things. Or right. you could, yeah. Or like I mentioned before, I played the harp um, for my uh, friend's wedding, uh, anything like that. And then the last thing that you might have during the wedding is uh, maybe a religious song or two. Um, so a lot of people will have one or two hymns um, or if um, whatever religion you are, um, you might have one or two religious songs there yeah, I think where the congregation kind of takes my part. My mother-in-law, I think, had... Like she had, she was telling me this when we were getting married. I think they had one or two hymns that they, everyone mm-hmm. sang together. Oh yeah, everyone right? it was, And it was right after they walked down the aisle, mm-hmm. everyone like stood and they did like worship, like two or three hymn yeah. songs and worship. Well, and part um, of that. I have not seen at all, at all in yeah. my wedding photography days so far. Um, but I mean, you could still do that. Yeah. Well, essentially, at least, you know, we believe since we're Christians that marriage is basically a religious institution and that God is bringing these two people together, um, to become one in marriage. And so it becomes the wedding ceremony essentially becomes kind of a witness and a declaration to your friends and family that we are coming together and we're going to now spend the rest of our lives together serving God. And so everyone has the option to um, kind of participate and worship. At the same time, it's, I don't, it's, it's not, it's really not a worship ceremony. And I do feel like it is sometimes it goes too far because I've seen people take communion at wedding and you know, up to you, your thing, whatever. But I, it's, you know, your wedding isn't a worship ceremony. It's well, just, it, it, well, not it's not. Sorry, it I didn't mean a worship ceremony, yeah. but it is an act of being married. Getting yeah, married is an I act see what of you're worship. Saying. I see what you're so, saying. So you I just can, meant it you know, that way. You can do that if you want. Yeah. If you want to pick some songs for people to sing, if that's your thing. Um, yeah, and, but, and you didn't do that. I've, you know. I've never been to a wedding, I think maybe I've been, well, maybe I've been to one wedding where right. they, we sang one hymn. Um, so that's, so again, maybe pick your, if you, if that's something that's like really important to your family, maybe pick just your favorite. Um, but yes, you're right, Emily. Yes. While it may be an act of worship in terms of, because it's, it's an important, you know, ceremony in terms of marriage. Yeah. It's your wedding. Do what you want and what, <laughs> yeah. what is going to make you happiest um, and the most joyful on your day. Um, okay. So the last thing kind of to think about in terms of music, for the ceremony is then the recessional. So we had the processional, we had the, the wedding march, uh, the prelude music before in the beginning, I missed, missed that one. And then um, the last thing is the recessional. So this is basically when you and your husband are, so, you know, you have, you, you're officially married and you're announced for the first time. So they're saying, you know, announcing for this first time, Mr. and Mrs., you know, uh, Vasquez or something like that, you know, and then, you know, it's a, it's usually a celebratory moment. There might be some hoops and hollers in the audience, you know, some mm-hmm. clapping. Um, it depends on the audience. Maybe your family's more traditional and won't do anything. Um, but uh, it's very kind of the, the, 
the climax is, is usually the kiss, right? Right. Right after you're announced, it's the kiss, you're officially married. And then it's, it's just this glorious moment. You, you know, some people walk down the aisle, some people run down the aisle, some people carry their bride down the aisle, mm-hmm. um, whatever you want to do. So this is where you can have a little bit more fun. Um, and so typically the music you choose are for most people, again, it doesn't have to be, it can be, it can, you know, keep with the classy theme. You can pick something that's soft and lyrical. You could pick the same, you know, same music that you did before. You can pick, um, something that you did in your prelude music. You can pick whatever you want uh, to keep your theme and your vibe. Um, but often, um, you know, if your fiance is like, oh, I love this rock song or I love this, you know, other pop song and or I love this movie track or whatever. And you're like, no, 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 it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, this is where you can say, OK, fine, you can have it, but right. it's going to be at the end <laughs> when nobody cares. Um, and so you can do that. And so it can be upbeat, lively, exciting. It can be different. Again, I mentioned movie music. Um, and this is kind of where you can maybe showcase a little bit more of your personality. Um, you could also think about picking something that's going to be kind of a transition to the celebratory um, nature of the, the reception, right? So whatever theme that you have for your reception, whatever decorations, etc. Uh, whatever music you decide for the reception, you could pick something similar to that to be your recessional um, as you, as you're walking out. And so typically this music includes you and your husband walking out. It also includes your entire wedding party. Um, and so that would be all of your bridesmaids, your, your groomsmen, your um, any, you know, flower girls, although depending on the age, if they're really little, sometimes they go and sit with their parents after we're, after they come down the aisle. Um, and it also includes any music that, you know, all of the other people in the audience, your family, your friends that are there will walk out to. So sometimes you'll end up picking something different. So maybe you'll let it play for a certain number of time, um, you know, depending on how long it takes. Again, timing is everything. Um, and then... But usually people walk faster. Yeah, people walk faster so like out than they do song, in. Like oh, 20 fine. seconds. Maybe not, not even 20 even, seconds. No, it's not going to take a long time yeah. for everyone to walk out. It'll be really fast. Yeah. Um, now, you can keep that song playing as your guests are walking out, or you could play it for a set number of, you know, set, I guess, uh, number of time or set... What am I saying? that time, maybe 30 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever. Um, and then you could pick, you know, to go back to your prelude music as, as your guests are walking out, um, whatever you want to do, or you could do silence, um, whatever you want to do at that point, basically the ceremony is over. Um, depending on your venue, if you are at a sanctuary or a chapel and you're then going off location to a separate area, a separate location for your reception, then at that point, you know, the ceremony is officially over, the music's done. Um, but uh, some people may choose to have their venue be basically include the chapel and the uh, reception area. And so at that point, you might end up having some music that that is different in the kind of the ceremony, sanctuary, chapel area. And then as soon as your guests leave and enter the reception, that's when you would want that different type of upbeat music to begin. Mm -hmm. So it depends on where you are and location. Um, Basically, you know, you want to think about music as, you know, a journey. It's telling a story. It's telling your story. It's telling the story of, you know, how how you got together and your love story um, with your husband. So that's basically all in terms of all of the music that you would need to think about. Again, I think that for the recessional, it's less important 
that it be live music. Um, in fact, for yeah. me, for me, I think I, even if I had live musicians, I would probably have a recording. Yeah, you know what? For the I was actually the plan was so the plan was actually for me when I got married, when Mark and I got married, was to do a a record the the playlist song on Spotify. It was we we're gonna do "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" right. version <laughs> by Stellar Cart, not the Lion King version. It's a more cool version of "Can You Feel the yeah. Love Tonight," and um, that kind of goes with our story. That I won't go into right now, but um, kind of funny, cute, like part of our story. And so we were gonna have that play. Mm-hmm. So we were, even though we had live music all throughout our ceremony, the recessional was gonna be. Uh, yeah. recorded uh, like a you know Just spotify a, yeah. song um but they you know my venue denied that because mm-hmm. we had to get our approved because we got married in church which is something to think about you got to make sure if you're getting married at a church you know they they might yeah, say we have to approve approved your, your songs. songs so yeah. we didn't get that approved so we we didn't do that we had the pianist just play something upbeat but um yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could play Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, that's yeah, a really I've fun one. Really fun um, you could play a Star things. Wars again, like if, especially if your fiance has something that they really love, <laughs> you know, Lord of the Rings, whatever. Yeah. Mark um, actually really wanted to do Faithfully by Journey. And so that was, he wanted, and he wanted it sung too. <laughs> that would not have been as good. Which he, he wanted it. So for me, and he keep he kept for for like a year after we got married. He kept telling people, "Emily doesn't like Journey. Emily doesn't like Journey. That's not doesn't true. like Faithfully by Journey. She doesn't like." And it's I didn't. It's not that I didn't like it. I didn't want it in our ceremony because to me, he wanted that like actual version. I was like, "It sounds like the '80s." Yeah, like it, it does. sounds like it does sound like the 1980. 80s. Like it. <laughs> I don't want. Our wedding is not 80s themed. Right. Like it's supposed to be classy and traditional and that's not a traditional song. Yeah, so what did you do? So, so, (laughs) yeah. So I could have played it as the recessional song. We definitely could have done that. Um, That could have been a good place for it. But he was adamant that we had it. And so he wanted me, the bride, Mm -hmm. to walk down the aisle to it for my song. And I came to a compromise and I said, I heard a her, I don't know, maybe you, Anna, you were playing it on the piano or something to see. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if it's played like this, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it where it didn't sound super 80s. So it was played on piano, violin and guitar. And it was just instrumental. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was all three and it was just instrumental. And she arranged it, arranged each of the parts well she okay. created each of the parts yeah and then um so anyway so the, and that was what was looped that was the processional so that wasn't yeah with, that with was everyone else that, was that wasn't the bridesmaids i was like okay compromise down, it's yeah. this instrumental version yeah and it's not and it be was sung. beautiful i think we and, got a, yeah. we got a lot of compliments on that song really yeah and a lot of people didn't know what it was what it was yeah either. i heard a lot of people of our friends were like said something about we I, I don't know I remember mentioning after to mm-hmm. some people about how it was faithful and whatever yeah. they were like what what and, but you no, could definitely yeah. tell like yeah I felt it sounded yeah. like faithful well, it was just a so pretty, what basically a really what I did um so for the arrangement because you know Mark just like I have to have it. basically <laughs> so we have um, a piano and Mark you know as they were dating they would he would sit down and there we had this uh, popular music song and and uh, I don't think Mark can Mark read music. 
a little bit maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but he I'm would sit down. Maybe he did it bit. from ear. I'm not sure, but he, he, he can't play very like a lot, but he could kind of do a little bit. And so he loved to kind of sit down and kind of play around like with faithfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had this popular book. I don't think you got it for me. Well, anyway, we had this popular book that had a, basically it was just a piano and voice and that's all it was. Um, and so I just kept yeah. the piano exactly the same. Um, I think maybe I made a couple alterations, uh, maybe to fit with the other instruments, mm-hmm. but basically I just took the piano version cause we already, we had bought the music. So we were doing the right thing. We didn't, um, you know, for copyright purposes, you know, um, we had paid for it. Um, but I, all I did was I basically took the, um, voice part and put, put it in the, in the, uh, violin. So, oh, uh, but, but the, the thing, if you go back to the, any, like, if you look at a, if you listen to it or you look at the score, the, uh, the lyrics or the, uh, the singer part of it, it's very rep, rep like it's a lot of repetition. Yeah. It's a lot of the same note repeated right. a lot. And so in order for violin to not sound like really annoying and boring and and stuff like that. I did a lot of variation uh, with the violin and to make it sound a lot better than it, than if it had been sung um, on that pitch is the same as without words, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, So I I basically, I I changed up the violin um, to kind of somewhat keep the melody, but also not sound sort of redundant. Um, And then uh, guitar, I think just had lead sheet symbols. um, And so for those of you, that don't know that's just chords. It just had chords and just improvised on it. So I really, for that, I mostly only did the violin, but I did put it all together and combine it and put it so that all the, you know, they had all the parts and everything like that. Um, but yeah, that's the, another thing you can do. Um, you, you know, you can hire a composer or arranger, or if you have anyone musical in your family that just kind of knows how to get it together, you know, and they that's something they can be in charge in or sorry, in charge of that's something that you can do. Uh, I had a friend that got married and, she had, she had, I think her wedding was in total like a $5,000 budget. And that's because she had one person that had basically just donated time and money to do all, like a lot of the church decorations. She, she, um, and she, and she got to use a lot of the, a lot of churches have their own decorations, right? And so you can, as long as you've reserved the church, you can borrow their decorations. Um, and she had a lot of other people that did, uh, food for her and she bought the, her, I believe her wedding dress was, um, I think she bought a prom dress that she really loved in white. So that was her wedding dress. And so there are a lot of different like yeah, that's things. Yeah, that's crazy. There I, I a lot of different things you can do. nowadays being able to do a wedding for $5,000. Yeah. That is so cheap. Yeah, I know. Well, that, w- that was about 10 years ago, but even still, that's still, that still a, yeah, like very, very little. Very, yeah, yeah. low budget. Um, I will say if you are going to, you know, you're on a lower budget or you choose to do a playlist, um, you know, I know Anna was talking about, you were talking about how like the phrasing and the score and making sure like mm-hmm. the it ends at the, the right time like and that's why mus- professional musicians are good because they can they know have that knowledge and they can make it end to where it sounds like it's supposed to end and not yeah. cut it off but one thing you can do with whoever's in charge of your playlist is just or even your dj be like hey i don't want it just say hey i want it to end at the end of a freight like if it has lyrics say end it at the end yeah. of don't end it in the middle of lyrics because right. that can make a huge difference. If, yeah. you, if you do choose something that has lyrics, whatever, you know, 
type of music it is, whatever part of the ceremony it is, if you just tell them whoever's running the playlist or the DJ, if the song has lyrics, just be like, hey, don't end mm-hmm. it in the middle of a lyric. Like make sure the, yeah. the, the that verse ends, you know, or whatever, and then and then fade it out or end it. That can really help just that one little thing alone, I think. Yeah. Because I've been to weddings where they'll end it right in the middle of like someone singing part of a verse and then it it sounds really weird for sure but and if you are trying to do a wedding on a low budget as low as possible because i understand because of inflation it's you know everything the cost of everything is nuts especially gas right now um but uh just remember you know probably the most important things to spend your money on are the things that are going to last right the things because it is one day it is just one day in your life, but it is a very, very, very important day. Yeah. Right. It's very so important. what are the things that are going to last? Right. The well, one, my sister this is the photographer. Right. Yeah, That's probably one of the most important things is the pictures. Right. Because pictures are going to last. You'll have those in 50 years mm-hmm. if, you know, and, you know, you can show them to your your kids, your grandkids, you know, have the wedding album, all that pictures are going to last your wedding video is going to last. So again, if you have nice music, that's going to make a huge difference. Um, And of course, just making memories, right? Um, But things like little things like flowers and stuff like that, like a lot of the little details that you think are really important are actually going to be the ones that you're going to forget. It's the bigger things like the music, you know, the, the photographer, maybe, maybe, what, you know, the wedding dress, you know, those types of things that stick in people's minds. Um, and especially, and we'll talk about this on a different podcast, right? Um, the reception, right? How much right. fun you had at the reception, that kind of thing. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, now let's talk really quick. We're not going to go into specifics, but I want to talk about music selection. So we didn't really go into, I know this whole podcast, right? This episode is on picking your ceremony music. And we didn't talk about like um, what specific songs to choose. But in all honesty, there are so, so many yeah. songs um, and so many great ones. And it really, you have to just pick um, songs. Yeah. That are and right it's kind you. of by design. I mean, to be honest, when we were kind of thinking about doing this podcast, um, which we just decided to do today. Yeah, this totally spontaneous. Um, like, well, what did we do? We did exactly what you're gonna do. We Googled wedding music, right? right? And I'm a musician and I still Googled wedding music. I promise yeah. you that even your professional musicians are gonna be looking up, okay, or have a normal playlist that they tend to refer back to. Yeah. So um, I wanna <clears> say, so a one place to look that's a great place is um, this is not at all sponsored by any of these places, by the way, just up front. These are just places we Googled and I think would be a great place to look. So um, I go- I think, let me look exactly at what I Googled. I literally, hold on. I Googled, oh, I can't find it now. Hold on. Well, I go- okay. No, yeah. I Googled processional music for wedding. So like if you're trying to find the processional or the, you know, the recessional music, just Google recessional music for wedding or processional music for wedding. And the first thing that popped up for me was it's called, it's 100 wedding processional songs for wedding party, the knot. So it's on the knot. Oh yeah. The knot. Yeah. That's one of the ones I I picked up. Yeah. It's one of the first ones. And I will link it in the description. 
But this, I think it's just a blog and it's uh, just a hundred wedding processional songs. And if you scroll down just a little bit, yeah, they also lot, have categories. Yes. So before they list songs, you can they click have on categories. the different categories yes. that you like or that, yeah, that apply to you. Yes. So they've got modern wedding processional songs, best wedding processional songs, unique wedding. Proce- I mean, they've, it goes on and on. So they've got several categories and then they actually have a list of 100 processional songs you could lose, use. So when I was getting married, I remember looking up uh, just love songs, yeah. wedding songs, processional songs, mm-hmm. and just clicking them and listening to them to see what I liked. Um, a lot of them you'll know. Some of them you won't. So, yeah, that's honestly what I would do as far as picking, actually picking the ones you want. Yeah, and I mean, and this podcast is more to talk about, you know, live versus music record versus recorded music. Um, and that's because the thing is, and like you the said, there's so many songs. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, we can talk, but we can talk briefly, briefly kind of about the categories. So, I mean, just, just looking on that website, the not.com. So getting ready songs, obviously they have like a whole list. I don't think you need to make like a whole list. Like again, you, if you just have like your favorite, you know, Pandora um, channel or something like that, or, Amazon, wherever, Spotify, yeah, whatever you get, wherever you get your music, um, that's fine. Um, And then for processional songs, um, you know, you can do classical, you can do um, uh, popular. They have Canon and D by Paco Bell. That is probably the most common classical piece at weddings. Really? Oh, yeah. That's like played. It's played in a lot of movies, too. You know, one thing, another one that is so popular that I am honestly so sick of hearing at weddings, which if you want this song, I'm sorry, you can have whatever you want. But A Thousand Years. Oh, yeah. That's that's like on every movie. The Paco, yeah, it's pa- yeah, Canon in D, probably like. Ave Maria, Canon in D, and <laughs> A Thousand Years by K- uh, Christina Perry, right? Is that her? Uh, uh, I think I so. Don't know. Well, anyway, so um, those are probably the most common. And again, if years, you love those songs, go for it. Um, but uh, there is something yeah, to be yeah, said about right, finding Perry. something that is unique to you, right? Um, so again, if you love those songs, there's nothing wrong with it. Canon Indie is a um, a piece that is very good upon repetition um, because it is basically a theme and variation piece um, where your your musicians can cycle through it and keep going until they need to stop. Um, so again, uh, kind of listen to these different songs that you like uh, or f- pick out the ones that you like, maybe uh, meet with your musicians or your DJ. Um, I probably would go through these by yourself first and then kind of with your fiance to kind of pick um, because if you start with a huge category, you might end up having a lot of difference in opinions. Um, but if you pick kind of, cause you'll, I promise you'll pick a lot of music that you like um, uh, first. And so as long as you kind of start with, okay, these, this is a huge list of different songs that I like for these different categories in terms of, you know, what to play for the prelude recession, you know, um, in the middle of, you know, the, the ceremony and then the recessional um, and then kind of let your fiance say, Oh, okay. Yeah. I really love this song or this song, or I don't like that one. Um, so maybe start by yourself and listen to it. Uh, and then let's see. So again, walking down the aisle, you know, you can, I'm just kind of reading out some of these. Um, so this would be you and, and uh, you know, maybe your dad or someone kind of walking you down the aisle. Uh, they've got a lot of different things. Part of your world from the little mermaid. Um, again, that would be a lyrical song. A thousand years. We mentioned that one. Um, they've got halo by Beyonce, um, all of those different types of things. So you can check this out yourself. Um, but uh, just to kind of give you a hint of some, some different songs that you might 
might be interested in. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So uh, I think that's pretty much it, right, that we had for um, this podcast episode on picking your ceremony music. So uh, thank you so much for listening. We are planning to do a podcast episode on rehearsal music. Um, or reception. Or sorry, <laughs> not rehearsal. Yeah, reception music. Um, and that would include the cocktail hour music. So um, hopefully we'll get to record that. But that's it for right now. And thank you so much for listening to the Tea on Weddings. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.